He's older than your grandpa by now, the powerful warrior with those impressive muscles and that mighty sword. He was born in 1932 when Robert E. Howard decided to create a character that combined the might of a mythological demigod with the rugged manners of a barbarian. His name was, of course, Conan the Barbarian. The book was a success, and since then Conan has continued to conquer the world in books, comics, films, TV series and games. In 2017, Funcom released their first Conan game, Conan Exiles. Goodbye Kansas Studios helped them create the new look of the classic barbarian and produced a game trailer, a story focusing on how Conan and the warrior princess Razma fight some fearsome beasts from the desert. And when Funcom set out to develop a new game with Conan, they turned to Goodbye Kansas Studios once again to produce an epic teaser trailer for the new game Conan Unconquered. And this time the scale was bigger than ever. This time Conan would be fighting against an army of enemies. Thousands of them, actually. So how was it made? Well, wonder no more. Today, the Yellbrick Road leads behind the scenes of the production of the teaser trailer for Conan Unconquered. Hi everybody, I'm Nils Lagergren, happy to welcome you to yet another stroll down the yellow brick road. Yes, today we're going to war together with the most iconic barbarian of them all, Conan. The trailer for Conan Unconquered was released by Funcom only days ago, and with me today I have three key members from the Goodbye Kansas Cinematics team that produced the trailer. Director Emnet Mollegera, art director Gustav Holmsten, and technical director Simon Reinersson. Welcome guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. None of you have been here at Yellow Brick Road before, so let's start with some background. Emnet, how did you find your way into the wonderful world of game cinematics? Wow, that's a winding road. Um, <laughs> it's If you would have asked me like probably five years ago if I would have done this, I would have probably said I won't. But um, like all things, you know, like there's never a straight path to anything. So let me bring you back real quick, maybe to my to my beginning. So I when I when I was in high school, I thought I was going to study physics and science, but then I couldn't get into the school I wanted to, so I ended <laughs> up going to art school, and then that started me on a new path. So I started in this industry back in 2000. Uh, my first job was at Chimney Pot as a sort of assistant to the eminent Richard Lyons, who's actually working with us now. Um, so I was, I was sitting in a, in a small room fixing logos for him, and then he was comped that into commercials. But then um, I was sort of undecided if I wanted to do 3D or 2D, but then I uh, actually saw Seven. I remember that very, very vividly, Seven Tail Sequence. Mm-hmm. And that's what just opened my eyes for what you can do in terms of storytelling using motion graphics. So I put aside my 3D aspirations and started doing motion graphics and design. And... Um, I did uh, a few years in Australia, um, studying design basically, and then came back to Stockholm and then worked at, at a company um, as the sort of creative director doing uh, branding for TV shows and mm. that type of stuff. And that's where I met Gustav actually, uh, ah. back in 2000 yeah. and something. <laughs> 2005. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, we, so we've done a bunch of projects together, but then I, um, doing a lot of sort of TV items, stuff like that, there was a lot of shoots involved and then 
that sort of opened up my eyes working with actors and then directing. So I started doing commercials. And then 10 years ago, I went freelance, went to the UK, directed lots of commercials and ended up going to the States and then doing the same thing there. Very much sort of visually effects heavy stuff, though, because that was my background as a sort of comp artist as well. So, But then um, just early this year, I just moved back to Sweden. And then uh, I got hit up by my old friends at Goodbye Kansas asking me <laughs> if I want to Come, come do some stuff with them. So, so I sort of left the, the live action world and then started jumping back into the digital world, directing mm. actors. So. And worked again with Gustav. Exactly. And <laughs> Richard. Nice. And, uh, and probably half the company. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a whole family of supers. Looks like I've hit the jackpot. Oh, this is just too good. Gustav, you're creative director at Goodbye Cancer Studios and you were art director of the trailer. What's your story then? Except for having worked with them. Yeah, before. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, I've studied a lot of art and fine arts and uh, I was drawing a lot since very early age. I studied fine arts first uh, for three years after ending high school. Uh, and then studied illustration and graphical design for one year, and then three years of a bachelor degree in uh, graphical design in Gothenburg. Mm. And at the same time, I always had an interest in fantasy, mm. sci-fi, and I've done a lot of role-playing and LARPing, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> and also along with that, uh, computers. So basically, when I grew up, I had three gangs, which were the LARPing, role-playing gang, the computer nerds, and sort of the creative artists. <laughs> and all those combined is sort of what I do now. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after Gothenburg, I just sort of found my way to 3D and started working in Maya by myself. I didn't have any tutor. Uh, so I decided to apply for a school in Stockholm. Uh, which was called Nakademin, and I went there for half a year, and then I got an internship at Visual Arts, and the one who actually interviewed me for the internship were Emnet. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, and then uh, Emnet convinced me to not pursue 3D career, <laughs> which was <laughs> my intention actually. Um, uh, so I ended up as a 2D artist, uh, motion designer, and going into art directing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Just to add to that, I mean, when, when uh, Gustav first walked into the office, he was sort of this, he came from, well, art, fine arts, mm. which we sort of shrugged about at mm. the 3D. We're like, well, you know, yeah. like, what well, you know, what can yeah, they do? Yeah. They, they'll make paintings, whatever. Exactly. But then I saw something in his work and then um, a very sort of creative outlet and also thinking about things in a very sort of holistic view and not just, you know, how something looks, but mm. why we Beautiful. do something and then, you know, creating strong concepts. So that's, that's really why I sort of brought him up and wanted him to sort of focus on what we did. Mm. And look at him now. So. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, uh, you know, getting into game-related stuff, uh, that was sort of the, the first product we had um, in the company I worked on, Visual Art, was for Resistant Retribution. And this was directed by Johan um, Rimer, mm. who was the creative director there. Um, and that was back in 2008, I think. And the big sort of breakthrough for us as a group were uh, the intro for Battlefield 3, um, which we did. And it was like an 11-second intro that was supposed to be a teaser for the E3 um, announcement, uh, but it ended up as actually the game intro. So they incorporated it into the game, so every time you start the game, the intro would play. 
from there to here. <laughs> yeah. And you, Simon? Uh, yeah, I started uh, with 3D as a hobby when I was quite young. Uh, but I thought I would be, if I would do anything, I would do games because I like playing games. Uh, later on, I found that I don't think I like to make games. I like to play them. <laughs> um, and then I think it was Matrix Revolution. Not a good movie, but the effects in it made me think about maybe I should look into the effects industry. Mm. A while later, I decided to try it out and uh, yeah, went to Nakademin as well. Did you go there at the same time as Gustav? Or? No, no. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually also there. I, I, went, I started in 98 and it was called VR. The, yeah. the, we had Silicon Graphics computers. We didn't have Maya. We, hmm. That was just a, yeah. So yeah, that was 98 to 2000. That's from, yeah. I was there uh, 2010 to 2012. Yeah. And then you started working with Gustav, didn't you? Add? Yeah, first I worked at uh, Milford and then uh, I started at Visual Art, mm. yeah. where Gustav was at the time. Exactly. And now you're all working at Goodbye Kansas. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Okay, so Conan Unconquered. What, what do we know about the actual game? Well, it's a strategy game, obviously based on Conan's mythology. So, And that's about all you can tell me. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yep. When did the production of the trailer start? Well, I think I first started looking at scripts in the beginning of August. There yeah. was some groundwork that had been done before, but mm. then I sort of took over and then we did some changes to the script. Mm. We 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 added some scope to it, uh, and then we had to shoot in the beginning of September. So, yeah, about August September. That's where we started. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully, most of our listeners have already seen the trailer by now. But if they haven't, how would you describe it? Wow. Okay. So <laughs> my my elevator pitch. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's basically a classic standoff between two armies with a twist, though. So it's sort of a uh, build up to an epic clash between um, Kona army and then this sort of chaotic horde of enemy armies. But once again, with sort of a twist, um, you know, the, their mission, of course, is to sort of defeat Conan and, you know, bring down the wall. But, um, you know, Conan has a sleeve up his ace. Exactly. Ace right. up his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He has a, a sidekick of tremendous size, a, a huge uh, bronze statue. To me, that, that felt a little bit like classic Ray Harryhausen in a good way. Uh, was Harryhausen films part of your inspiration for that character? Not directly. I mean, I, I grew up, I, I watched his, his sort of stop motion, his mm. animation work, obviously, when I grew up. And I think, I mean, there's there's obviously a parallel with uh, Jason and the Argonaut and, you know, stuff like that. But looking at maybe modern references, you know, Pacific Rim is a big thing. And mm. it's sort of this, you know, this underdog and having this sort of huge thing battling the small human scale. So it's it's yeah, obviously that I think all those references are in the back of my mind. So, mm. um, but there are parallels. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this character actually came from Famcom and, uh, you know, the world of Hyboria. Uh, it contains a lot of demigods, deities and, you know, strange creatures All walking the earth. We love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. But uh, we had to sort of, the scale of this god, Mitra, uh, wasn't really determined, you know, and it has a scale in the game, but we had to adjust it according to our compositions and also, you know, how it looks. Uh, in a frame. Yeah. yeah, that was surprisingly tricky though cuz Yeah, it was. Yeah. Cuz it's you can't just have someone you have to have a limitation on how mm. big they are because yeah. obviously you start you know if you want to get them in frame you start losing Conan yeah, no, in yeah. scale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and Conan needs to look impressive. He d yeah, exactly. So which we did by you know close-ups and mm. stuff like that. But yeah, you need to sort of figure out the mm. 
the, the scale and the ratio between the two, which wasn't that easy. So I'm, I'm you know, a mm. lot of respect to <laughs> to the ones that come before us with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, before I tell you any more, I'm going to show you the greatest thing your eyes have ever beheld. He was a king and a god in the world he knew. But now he comes to civilization, merely a captive, a show to gratify your curiosity. What other movies inspired you? Um, well, there was a lot of variety of inspiration sources uh, for this. We looked at a lot of different movies containing deserts and epic landscapes, um, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, Kingdom of Heaven, Prince of Persia, uh, to mention a few. But the main inspiration sources for the environments and sort of look were actually landscapes and locations, um, like in Jordania, Syria, Morocco. Mm. Uh, yeah. Emnet, obviously all projects like this one starts with a script and then bit by bit you flesh out the production. Could you describe the creative process, how you and your team work together with Funcom? Sure. Uh, Funcom was a great partner. They had confidence in us having done the first trailer, so I think they gave us a lot of leeway and mm. uh, it's been one of the like smoothest processes I've ever done. I mean, it was basically, we, we wrote the script and it actually this, it started off as a sort of a quieter piece in terms of longer shots, sort of more sort of slow build up. And I think just in discussions with them, we, we felt that, also they felt that, you know, we needed some bigger clash. We needed like this sort of, this tension in the beginning, right? They were referencing D-Day from Saving Private Ryan, that sort of mm. opening sequence, right? You know, the, the wetness and the, the stress and the sort of, mm. obviously we have limitations on, you know, how much we can, how many characters we can do and stuff like that. But we tried to sort of do an opening that reflect that. So, you know, in the beginning you would see this sort of close-up of these feet running. And yeah. then we sort of just juxtaposed those with the, these beautiful shots of just something flowing in the air. And then you end up knowing that it's it's arrows. You know, we tried to do it that way. And and I think, you know, they, they sort of responded to that. And then mm. obviously when we showed them the crowd stuff, the concept, they were like, okay, let's do it. And then we'll get into it later, I think. But crowds were something that we were sort of keen on trying as well, mm. you know. Um, yeah. So so I think, yeah, this sort of creative process was basically you know, writing a script, the sort of traditional thing, right? You write yeah. a script, write a treatment, do some concept boards. Yeah, exactly. The um, visual target is always uh, important in the beginning of a product. You know, we produced, I think, for three uh, visual target images from different stages in the trailer mm. to sort of lock how um, the scale and uh, the compositions, the landscape uh, and the colors, you know, and the time of day, the lighting, everything needs to be locked. So everybody works in the same directions. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro, Conan is pitted against thousands of enemies, an army of 28,000 soldiers to be exact. <laughs> that's a lot. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, obviously, th that's not something you can animate soldier by soldier. So, so how did you create those scenes, Simon? Uh, well, to start with, uh, Funcom gave us their soldiers from the game. So we took them and we made some changes and uh, improved some part of them and uh, took them apart a bit so we could put them together in different variations, uh, giving them different weapons and taking away different helmets and hairs and change out pants or something. And then we went and shot a lot of motion capture, a lot of clips of people running in different ways. And then we set up our crowd system where, uh, where we combine these animations and have them react to each other and run over the terrain and avoid the rocks and each other and uh, kind of look mm. like an army. What are the secrets behind creating uh, these mass scenes uh, so that people actually buy them as individuals? Yeah, I think there is uh, like many levels of diversity you try to add to it so that you don't 
kind of feel like they are copies of each other. Mm. So you have a lot of different animations and you blend them a bit differently maybe. And you have different colors on them and you have different weapons and uh, armors. And then also, of course, a lot helps with how you set the camera and how you make the shot. Mm. So, so how many different kinds of soldiers were there then? Thousands. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you do those simulations, do you like press a button and then you watch it and say, no, that didn't go well and try again or, or like... In a way, yes. How much can you control in a way? We can control a lot of what's happening, but you don't specify, okay, you go here, you go here. You mm. say, everybody try to move toward this and this group do it a bit slower and you go this way. And then the system kind of figure out how to move each of them individually. Is this the biggest army you've ever created for any CG production? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so far. <laughs> so far. building an army. Let's go. It is an ambitious trailer, to say the least. Uh, what was the most challenging part of the production? I would say um, the time frame. We had the mocha shoot in uh, September, and we delivered in the beginning of November. So it was slightly over a month of 3D production and compositing. That is a short time. How, yeah. how big was your team? Oh, how big was it? We weren't that many, actually. No, we were a pretty small yeah, team. Yeah, I would say 14, 15 people, maybe. Lean and mean. I don't know. <laughs> we <laughs> need to check that. Yeah, we need to check. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was a very sort of slim production, though. Yeah, I think. We, we are people who work together a lot, so we kind of know mm. each other. And Yeah, and also for me, just coming into this team, this was my first sort of cinematic, like, mm. mm. I was just amazed at sort of the tight, uh, work relationship with all the people like they everyone knew what to do and it was a very sort of streamlined process I could just tell them what I wanted and then you know show up the next day and there it was in a sense. and then it just yeah. happened yeah <laughs> do, do you have a favorite shot in the trailer the second to last shot for me because it has like everything in it proud of that one yeah it's either that one or the one where Mitra is rising up behind Conan sort of creating this epic background with the sand flowing behind him and yeah and slightly tilted angle also of the shots uh, is really nice yeah it gives scale I think I think mine is Second to last is very impressive, I think, because obviously that's the big sweeping move. But I like the last shot, though, because it's like the camera dives into the army and then you get aggressiveness and sort of the, the motion just before the, the last hit. Um, yeah, it feels like a Lord of the Rings shot or something. Exactly. And, and you know, <laughs> obviously, uh, our VFX supervisor, Hendrik, he was always giving me crap about what happens to Conan when he jumps. And and I still stick to my guns that Conan, he can jump from any height. Yeah. Like <laughs> he, he always lands on his feet. He always lands on his feet. That's that's Kona, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, or uh, on a camel or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he definitely has more than nine lives. Yeah, okay. exactly. just, just, sorry, no, just going back to what you said about challenges. I think for me, as this being my first production, is this was my first mocap shoot, and it's obviously very different from a live action shoot. It's, yeah. it's many ways much easier because you don't have to wait for mo you know makeup and all that stuff. But it's also knowing that you need to shoot a lot of variations, like someone said about the, the crowds. You know, we had to sort of shoot them and running at different speeds, doing all these different type of things so we can make up that sort of, you know, variety. And that was a bit of a challenge, actually. It was strangely sort of complex trying to think of all those different ways of, you know, an army running and attacking and screaming mm. and running and jumping and stuff like that. So. Yeah. yeah, and at the shoot, you only have one guy running or two. 
and you have to imagine what happens when there are yeah, hundreds. Exactly, because the last thing you want is duplicates, right? And, and that's something that we worked on, and Simon did a great job with that. So it's yeah. So, so when you do a, a mocap shoot and, and you shoot these people running, how long does it take before you see uh, at least a group of animated characters run through the screen? It was pretty quick. I mean, someone yeah. can, can uh, say how much, but I mean, it, it went quick, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember exactly, but I think a few days, then we had kind of the first rough yeah. layout of them. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything like that before? I didn't know men could build such things. Win the crowd. So, what are you working on now? Well, can we say what we're working on now? No, you can't. Probably can't. Uh, well, well, we can. <laughs> it's sort of a mix of projects, actually, I'm working on now. Going back to my roots, some more uh, traditional motion graphics characters mm. and stuff like that. So, I'm directing a follow-up piece to something that we did. Uh, so, that's going to be exciting. And then uh, we have a big project that we can't talk about, obviously, that we're sort of finishing up after a That's few years. Now we're actually looking at quite a lot of different, uh, both cinematic and visual effects shots, but um, it's going to be some really epic projects coming up. Great. Many thanks for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. And you out there, thanks for listening. Uh, as usual, you can see clips from stuff we talked about at our webpage, goodbyecancerstudios.com. And the game Conan Unconquered will be released by Funcom in 2019. We still don't have any release date, but we're all looking forward to the game, of course. Next week, we'll talk about another iconic character, a superhero who apparently can move faster than lighting. How could he otherwise distribute all those gifts in just a few hours every Christmas? Yes, I'm talking about that legendary ancient bearded guy from the North Pole, Santa Claus. Until next time, goodbye, a bientôt, auf Wiederhören. Vi hörs.